Joyce. I'm well, getting nervous. Mary Joyce, welcome back to The Edge. Thank you. Thank you. Good to see you. Yeah, it's just like having an old friend on the program. You always bring us interesting information, and I just la- love having you on the show. Um, there were a few years that I lived out in Texas, and every guy was wearing a cowboy hat. And when I came back to the east part of the country, it was like the men were nude. It just didn't seem right without the hat. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It seemed like a, I saw I saw something come through a feed, some news feed. It says that liberal women can't find any masculine men. And, well, yeah, you can't. <laughs> They're all down at Target, man. So I don't want to drink a Bud Light. So it's going to be a miserable life for a whole lot of women making that lifestyle choice. Well, speaking of freak shows, Mary, we got a, a celestial freak show going up in space, and there's all kinds of things coming out. Man, it's like the floodgates of UFO information has been released, but it's almost it's coming out as if, it's just like, uh, you know, uh, it's going to be 80 degrees today. We've got aliens dropping over here. Uh, we've got uh, a tsunami over there. We, um, they're working on the law in Congress. We've got alien abduction. A lady got alien abducted. I mean, it's just like it's in the news feed like that. It isn't like, do you realize what we're saying, what is coming out here? Um, yeah, at least they're getting out there on the mainstream media, which uh, has taken a long time to get there. Well, you're... Now, they're still they're still holding back so much. I mean, I've done mm-hmm. uh, that website that I have, skyshipsovercashers.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been doing that since 2008, and I've discovered so many things. I mean, we're we already have Americans on Mars, and they talk like that's somewhere out in the future. And so, even though they're releasing a lot of stuff now, just remember. They only release what they feel like they really, really have to. They always have more than what they're letting us know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that, that's for sure. And that's a that's the question. How do we know what information that that is out there that we're missing? How do we ever know that? Well, I actually started snooping around with Google Earth, and I want to encourage everybody who follows your show uh, to start using Google Earth. There's an icon at the top of the the, uh, the site, and uh, it looks like Saturn. And uh, you press on that, and you can find Mars. And you can skim around on Mars just like you can skim around the moon and around Earth. And I found incredible things. Um, one of them, uh, I don't know where to start with. I've seen, uh, oh, let's say UFOs. I found two crash sites with UFOs and one where it looks like it's simply parked on the surface of the planet. And it's huge. Um, the Google Earth tool lets you measure things. It's at least three and a half miles across. And you can see uh, the shadow beneath it. You can see the rays center in the, the middle of the craft. And there it is, just sitting on Mars. And uh, <laughs> Just sitting on Mars. Just sitting on Mars. Well, what and else so- would we be doing? <laughs> So, 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 yeah, I mean, it, it seems like um, uh, it would be of more importance, this information here. So if, if, we're, if we uh, civilians get to see this, how much stuff does the, is the, the government have? A ton of it, a ton of it. Uh, like I said, snooping around with uh, Google Earth has been amazing. I have found two what I call habitats. One back, uh, I found, I think it was back in 2011, it was a long time ago, and uh, it was about 700 feet in length, and it looks like some of the sketches that uh, artists use uh, uh, when they talk about designing things for the future in space. Mm-hmm. And then, I think it was about four years after that, 
um, I found another one in the southern hemisphere, and this probably was built later. It's bigger. It's mm-hmm. uh, literally 10 times bigger. It's 7,000 feet in length, mm-hmm. and it truly looks like a habitat. So these are the kind of things um, that they're not talking to the public about, but, you know, I've discovered the evidence of it. How how big is the biggest UFO that you've seen or know about? Um, I don't know if I can answer that. As far as what I've seen, I've only seen small ones. So no, I, or that you found out about. I mean, isn't isn't there planet? I mean, extremely huge UFOs been seen out there. Yes, there have, and like the one that's uh, parked on Mars, three and a half miles across. Is that's pretty what, darn big. Yeah, three and a half miles. It, it, would would you say that at three and a half miles? There's a city like of inhabitants there, or are they giants? Well, I do. Let me. I, I don't normally do any reading when I'm on a, a show with somebody like you, mm-hmm. but I want to share just a tiny bit here. The the man who was in charge of um, Israeli space security for nearly 30 years, mm-hmm. he decided he would go public. Has wonderful credentials, and he went public in the Jerusalem Post, which is a uh, a well-established newspaper that's got a lot of credibility to it. And in in my book, uh, which is uh, Spy in the Sky, I have his whole statement. But I just want to read you a tiny bit of it. Um, let's see here. Uh, we have been waiting for the... Uh, oh, let's see here. There's an agreement between the U.S. government and the aliens. They signed a contract with us to do experiments here. They, too, are researching and trying to understand the whole fabric of the universe, and they want us as helpers. And one final sentence. There's an underground base deep in the in the depths of Mars where their representatives, the aliens, are and also are American astronauts. And I have that in the book, uh, Spy in the Sky. And on the very next page, I start showing some of the entrances that I have found um, into the planet, I would never have discovered these under normal circumstances because normally when I scan the moon or the earth or Mars, I go from right to left or left to right. I decided one day to tip it and start going from the pole to pole. Mm-hmm. That's when I discovered 27 square cut entrances into Mars and they look like, like warehouse entrances. Wow. And 27 in a line over 16 miles is pretty incredible. And we're not talking something ancient. These look uh, like things that would be used now. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty good size. In round figures, they go from uh, 400 uh, feet across to 1,000 feet across. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been said that the Hollywood elites, including people like uh, uh, Zuckerberg from, from uh, Fake Book, uh, are building their own underground bunkers uh, to withstand apocalyptic events. Do you think that they may be aware of an impending invasion from space as part of that preparedness? I don't know, but a bunch of years ago, there was a big fad all over the country of pe- people building underground bunkers. So um, this has happened before. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the way the fires have been going this past week or more, uh, and you see New York looking totally orange and almost totally obliterated, uh, you begin to think, well, gee, you know, this kind of does look apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. And let me just make a mention here for the people watching the show. I didn't get the video. There's one thing I forgot to do. Maybe I'll do it next week if people are still interested. But somebody caught, was scanning the, the, uh, the planet for weather anomalies and came across Quebec 
and Quebec, there were no clouds on Quebec, and all of a sudden you can see fire plumes all at the same time start rising up from the forest there. Mm. And, and uh, uh, there is a testimony of people that live up there said they heard big booms in the forest, and all of a sudden there's a plume of fire smoke billowing. And then normally when a fire started, uh, you know, say from a human source, you know, a match, and then the match it grows, and then a little fire grows. It takes time. It doesn't instantly cover the state of New York like they have. So it's, it appears that these spontaneous fires were, were calibrated and coordinated. And some people speculate that there's weapons from space that hit them at the same time. Uh, and of course the, the goal there is to create climate frenzy is what, what it is. But, uh, but it also could be from further up in space coming down on this planet. It could be that. It could be uh, aspects within our own human culture. I mean, we have quite a diverse uh, range of people and in incredible motivations mm-hmm. from one extreme to the other. Well, and to further further on that point, there have been excuses that what is not man-made is uh, lightning strikes. Well, you know, lightning strike doesn't. I've never seen lightning strike on a clear day. But then all of a sudden, they come out with a scientific explanation saying, "Well, yeah, there is something called." Uh, uh, spike from the blue. That's where you can have a perfectly blue sky and a lightning bolt come down. Well, now, I don't know how long you've been alive, but I've been out of the way today's my birthday. But uh, So I've been alive at least 29 years, going on 30. Uh, but um, I have never seen lightning come out of a clear blue sky. Have you? Yeah. Yes, I have. But it's oh. when there's a storm off not too far away. Right. Well, there's a storm right. off. Yeah, it could be on the tail right. end of a storm. Right. But it's connected to a storm. Correct. But if you have a whole territory, tens of thousands sky, of no, that's blue skies. Okay, okay, so we agree, we agree on that point. By the way, let me uh, uh, greet uh, Peter from Australia, Tony in Louisiana, Alivirus, and Q Maga on the on the program. If you have a question for tonight's guest, just put it in the live chat. Jade, the moderator, is looking. And uh, Mary Joyce, we have this question from Put Yahweh First. Says, Do we get to Mars by DARPA Project Pegasus? I do not know, but I do know that they have ways of getting there that are not dependent upon putting people in rockets and blasting them that in that direction. That That is not the way they're getting there. I cannot tell you in any confirmed way how they're doing it, but it's not that way. Mm. And uh, this kind of technology has been around for a long time. You see, um, I, I've um, gotten information from people who were involved with, um, I think it was the Department of the Navy, where they mm-hmm. had private access stuff mm-hmm. and there were there were uh, there were trips to the moon long before we ever knew there were mm-hmm. that were and you know driven by mankind mm-hmm. so uh, who knows hey I'll but take... I don't know. as far as darpa goes um i don't know okay um but i can say it, it seems that lightning strikes odd places say like the white house the vatican i mean it seems to be coordinated to strike kind of like centers of demonic activity. But we, I mentioned giant beings in the possibility of this uh, spaceship that you described. Uh, recently just came out in the news uh, out in Arizona, I believe in Arizona, Las, Las Vegas, so it would be Nevada. Uh, that, and I'm going to roll the clip here. I don't know if you've seen this, but this just happened recently where uh, a streak from the sky crash landed. It was actually a UFO of some sort landed in, in these people's backyard and they saw creatures 
And this thing has gone viral. So let me roll the tape and get your take on it. So here, I'm going to jump out and I'm going to pull you out of the picture too as well and get ready to roll the video. Okay. Just before midnight on April 30th, sky watchers across several western states saw a bright fireball streak through the heavens. A police officer working in the Northwest Valley caught a glimpse of the colorful object on his body cam. At nearly the same time, a ring camera in the area recorded a strange noise and what sounds like a crash. One family living in a ranch-style home had a much closer view of the object. Two brothers and their father were working on a vehicle in their yard when they caught a glimpse of a sparkly object as it came crashing down, then were hit by what they describe as a shock wave. One of the witnesses, a young man named Angel, has stated when the brothers looked into the yard where the object landed, that spot was obscured and blurry, as if by unknown form of camouflage. What they saw next prompted a frantic call to 911. So there's two people or two subjects that are in your backyard? Correct, and they're very large. They're okay. like eight foot, nine feet, ten foot, I don't know. They're, they, look like, they look like aliens to us. Big eyes, they have big eyes, okay. like, like I can't explain it, and big mouth. They're shiny eyes, and, and they're not human. They're 100% they're not human. Angel says they heard the patter of multiple feet in the yard. They later heard footsteps on their roof. They saw one of the eight-foot-tall creatures climb behind the controls of a large front loader stored in the yard, as if trying to engage it. He got a good look at one of the creatures, he said, a greenish-grayish being with large eyes and long legs. He says he could hear its deep breaths, and when he locked eyes, he was, in essence, frozen in place, couldn't move. In the middle of the yard, where the object had crashed, then vanished, a circular impression was left in the soil. Well, there you have it. That was a, a very, very credible testimony and uh, 911 call, including the police that came to, to the call, who actually saw the crash, too, as well. Um, so it seems that they're beginning to appear, not just in the sky, but on the ground. Um, the fact that 911 people came in there or the police or whatever, that helps give credibility to any story. Mm -hmm. So that, that makes everyone have to ponder that with a bit of seriousness. Yeah, in fact, the body cams caught that. And what's interesting is strange, though, it's almost the like the movie Signs with Mel Gibson. Did you ever see that? Um, yes, I think ages ago, right? Yeah, it's, long, it's, long, it's, long yeah, ago. it's, yeah, it's an older movie, but in that movie, they're in a farmhouse and these alien creatures jump on the roof, just like this guy described here. So they were walking on the roof and doing various things and they, and they were very large creatures too, as well. They just, in the movie science, they say it was a very large creature. It was greenish and it was running around on a roof and, uh, left a crop circle out in their, in their cornfield. So, and in this case here, left an impression. Rarely do we have artifacts left over from from uh, crashed things but it just seems that um there and then another testimony uh mary came out just just recently of uh a a military person who said they, they were in um is afghanistan or iraq or some doing some doing some military operation they went over a hill and there was this giant craft the size of a football field hovering there with u.s forces was loading it with military hardware, it says about eight feet off the ground, and they were loading it off the back of a specialized truck into the thing. And they said that the military guys that were at the scene 
saw them coming down the hill and went and took their their guns, emptied their guns, said, we should just kill you right now. You better not say anything. Well, this just now came out, but the guy's a whistleblower. He just gave this testimony to Congress recently because of the, the, the UFO whistleblower protection thing, which is now activated, right. saying if you've seen him, because usually they, they, they used to be you couldn't say what you've seen, but now there's a, a law that protects the whistleblowers in the military to say what they did see. So we've got a lot of activity going on out there. And it's going to keep coming out now that they're protected, because, uh, you know, I know of people who have been whistleblowers before this kind of protection, and uh, they've lost their jobs. They've lost their retirement benefits. They've... Uh, uh, they're, you know, they're, they've had a lot of retaliation toward them. So, mm-hmm. like I said, if they have protection now, we're going to hear a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, tell us more about your book, Spy in the Sky. Spy in the Sky. It is a picture book for adults. Believe it or not, there are photos on every page except for three. So even people who don't like to read will probably um, in perhaps enjoy reading this one. But it is full of visual satellite imagery that shows things on Mars, um, on the moon, at the bottom of the ocean, both of them, the Atlantic and the uh, Pacific, uh, Antarctica, and some things that have never been published before. And that those are uh, photos of giant UFOs around the sun. The photos are taken by NASA's uh, SOHO satellites that constantly monitor the sun. They take a picture every 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. And a man who contacted me from the Netherlands, um, smart guy, and he contacted me back in 2013. He was taking these NASA photos, uh, satellite photos, and he would he he called it dusting and cleaning. He'd get rid of the debris. He would zero in, and the detail of some of these are incredible. All of them. Um, are bigger than Jupiter, which is our largest planet. Mm-hmm. And um, you can see the structure, and, and uh, they're not all the same. And they don't look like what we see from Earth. They, um, two of them that, we, uh, that I have in the book, we call them the flying phoenixes because they have kind of a shape like a flying phoenix. But you can see the structure, and it would be easy. There's one. And you could uh, easily imagine that being like a giant cruise ship going through the universe, um, you know, it's it's not difficult to imagine those things once you see those kind of photos. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, we have a poll question related to tonight's topic. And let's go ahead and check the poll question, uh, Mary Joyce, is the alien species most likely to attack Earth? Uh, and the choices are the reptilians, the insectoids, chinatoids, and I believe as a reference to China there, uh, the greys. Ralph, I think there was a there an alien called Ralph back in the back in seventies, was there not? Or the or the Democrapians. Right now, it looks like it's the Democrapians are the most likely to attack. I think they are in fact they are attacking. But I have a little confusion. Maybe you can help me out here. I always hear about reptilians controlling the Greys. Who's the worst that you've read or know about or studied of the aliens? Is it the insectoids, the reptilians, the Nor- the Nordics? Okay. Oh, the Nordics are not in that category at all. Okay. Not at all. The Nordics and the Pleiadians uh, are, in, and the tall whites, they actually look like us, um, sometimes to the point where they could mix in and blend in with a, a crowd mm-hmm. of people. Um, but I wouldn't want to entertain uh, a reptilian for anything in the world. Mm. So- and it's kind, of, it's kind of muddy when it comes to grays. 
Some mm-hmm. of the greys um, are ro- kind of uh, like robotic and being manipulated by other mm-hmm. beings. Um, there are some that aren't so bad, but uh, most of them are involved with uh, alien abductions and all the things that scare the pants off of people. Mm. All right, we have this question here. Uh, by the way, welcome, Little Tiger and Mickey V. Uh, Jade, moderator of our of our chat, says, uh, uh, "Mary, what's going on in Antarctica?" Hey, I was really, really excited about this. We discovered it in September of uh, 2021, and the ice is melting so fast down there uh, that we're making discoveries, and we found five ancient cities coming up uh, out of the ice. And you can see the square wall structure. You can see how the wall structures are spread out like a city would be spread out, like along a, a river or now that you now you're under the ocean right there oh. behind you. But that's under the ocean. Okay. Um, under the ocean. So is that. Anything in blue we're, is we're under trying. the ocean. We're trying. We're <laughs> trying. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Continue on. Don't worry, don't worry about what's going on back here. <laughs> it's not matching what pay, we're talking pay about. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. But this is what I found very, very fascinating about this. Most scientists agree that that continent's been covered in ice for about 34 million years. So mm-hmm. if we have ancient cities <clears throat> showing up in, in the melting ice, they're the oldest cities on the planet. Mm-hmm. And we just discovered that in 20, 2021. But, That's pretty uh, recent. But there's also reports of of a lot of elites going down there for some strange reason. What what are they what are they looking for? Where where are they going? Um, I can give you a couple answers. One, at one time I lived on Cocoa Beach, and I got to meet people who worked for at least some people who worked for NASA, including Clark McClellan, who was um, a trained astronaut, and he worked at Mission Control, uh, so that if something went wrong in space, he could perhaps fix it from Mission Control in uh, Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, he became very, very good friends with um, um, Werner von Braun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the two had a lot in common, a lot of shared interests. And when they would get together uh, at conferences and things like that, they mm-hmm. would go out to the beach or they would go out to the pool and get away from everybody so they could talk. And Werner von Braun talked to Clark about um, the base that the Nazis have had, um, you know, in uh, Antarctica. And he Mm -hmm. confirmed that. He confirmed that that was a reality back in World War II. So that's one thing that's going on there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've heard some other different kinds of theories. Again, it's really hard for those of us who live here on the rest of the planet to to know for sure what's going on down there. Um, Even... um, Admiral Byrd, he had two diaries, and one diary um, was what he called a secret diary. He wasn't sure it would ever come out. Um, It was very, very short. I did read it and study it, and he had incredible claims that uh, sound like science fiction. Um, He claims that um, down in Antarctica, it opened up, and he flew into the interior of um, Antarctica, and uh, that there's a whole civilization living down there. Wow. Um, I have this question come in from Grumpy Old. And, and by the way, the ones living yeah. uh, there, they look like us. They don't look like reptilians or, you know, greys or anything like that. Mm, okay. All right. Uh, Army Vet says, Mary, what is the earliest documented occurrence of aliens on Earth that you can confirm? That I can confirm. 
It's just I just just reading the question here. Take it as oh, you yeah, will. Oh yeah, question. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Uh, I don't know how I, the earliest that I can confirm. You were there. Yeah, I was there. I was there. I don't. I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> okay. I think. Okay. Let's read. Let's read. Let's read. Wait, let me tell you this. Okay. Uh, in the book, I have one section where I focus totally on what I discovered at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean along the West Coast from Alaska down to Baja. And uh, one of the, some of those blue things you were showing in the background are some of those pictures. One of them uh, is a, looks just like an airport that we have today. You can see the runways. And in my book, I have a picture of... Um, uh, the Spokane, Washington airport right next to it. So you can see how similar the two look. And that's a hundred. No, that's 89 miles in length. One of the runways and the longest runway that exists today um, is just barely over three miles. So something very large uh, inhabited um, what is now the Pacific Ocean, um, you know, eternities ago. Mm-hmm. And all of the structures are are huge. Uh, the blue one that you had where you can see pillars, the one you showed just before this one, those pillars are hundreds of feet tall. And that roof is, um, I think it's like three and a half miles across from uh, wow. one side to the other. That's huge. Um, so everything I found under the ocean in the Pacific was huge, which means some kind of life form um, there were in the giant category. And in further research, I found out that um, on one of the Micronesian islands, they found a skeleton that was uh, about 10 feet tall. So we've had those very well might be giant aliens. Uh, You know, it kind of looks that way. Mm. That would be the oldest I might be able to guess at. Okay. And so who do you think built these? Nobody knows what race this is. They just were doing everything very, very large, but they haven't left a a signature card saying we are from here or we are from there uh, Mm -hmm. because these are truly ancient. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when we're looking out in space, some say that if you have night vision, you can see um, UFO wars, actually. Have you ever... And there's yes. some people that charge yes. money to take you out west to see those. Have you done that? Do you know? Is that real? Uh, night vision goggles really, really, really work. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can see things that the, the eye cannot see. And it's very common to see uh, UFOs scooting around the sky when you've got the uh, uh, those those goggles on. Uh, so, yes, those are those are that's real. Mm-hmm. And I also noticed that. Um, uh, in that in that clip we played earlier of the people in Las Vegas saying that they were frozen in place, and of course that is the question people have. If you're you're looking at an alien, why didn't you whip out your cell phone and take a picture? Uh, but they it does seem that they have power. They they seem to know if you're looking at them, um, and and I think they have the power to hypnotize. And and, and when it comes to alien abduction, people always report that. The the one person, in, if there's two people in bed, one of them is frozen and the other one is taken. So right. it seems they have some kind of paralyzing ability. It, it, have you heard that? Oh, absolutely. That's that's very, very common. Uh, so Usually it's done in some mysterious way because you don't see anything. But Charles Hall, who was with the uh, military and was stationed out in, um, um, well, the Area 51 area uh, a long time ago, 
And he interacted with a race of tall whites who were like skinny humans. And they often carried like what I would call like a magic wand. And um, they used it for their protection. And they could, uh, it would freeze people. I probably could kill them too, but um, Mm. um, freezing people so they can't move is uh, very commonly reported. Uh, I don't may have asked you this question before, but if we were to face one here on the ground, should we shoot to kill or should we try to make friends with them? God, everybody has to depend on their gut feeling. If if one shows up that looks like a Pleiadian or a uh, a Nordic, uh, uh, I probably would try to keep my wits about me and uh, interact. Um, I ha- I will not do anything to interact with the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that, that some guys have facetiously said they, they wouldn't mind some of them Nordic drawings. The people have made drawings of these Nordic women. They usually are like blonde and voluptuous. Uh, should should a, a, a male see such a creature try to mate with it? Well, let me, I'm not going to answer that directly. I'm going to answer it a different way. There's a, a man, his name was William or Bill Tompkins. He worked for NASA at the mm-hmm. highest level. He reported directly to uh, Werner von Braun. And he was an engineer, very brilliant man. And the space program, if you recall, back then um, developed rather quickly. We started from nothing and we, we were, you know, going to the moon and flying everywhere in a rather short amount of time. He claimed that um, the there were secretaries that worked there that were beautiful, and but they were aliens, and they would give them, uh, the engineers, clues and hints on what to do so that things would develop faster. And uh, he said that's how they looked, that they were beautiful, human-looking hmm. women. But is, is, isn't it, is it one of those things where it has an outside shell, but you rip that shell down and you got a greasy reptilian back in there? Um, not in this case, but, um, I, they, um, as I understand it, the reptilians can, um, camouflage themselves. Is there, has anybody ever said what type of ammo could kill an alien? It seems to me it's like they probably have like a self-healing, you get hit with a bullet, they probably just instantly heal themselves. Is that, is that kind of a thing that there is, or is there an actual, do we have like a 50 cal, would that take them out? I don't know. I don't know. But I do know that uh, very few, um, I think there was one survivor of the Roswell crash. The rest of them died. So they're not invincible. Mm-hmm. There's also, there's, there's, there's so much information out there. So, you know, I will come across a, a lot of it. And I know you do too. But is there any documentation that they are actually harvesting humans to eat? Yeah, I think there are some that do that. And they call the Earth the farm. And I think it's one of the creepiest sides of, of the UFO phenomena. Mm-hmm. And people, it's a mistake to try to bunch everything together and think that this is what it all is. It isn't. There's such diversity uh, in, in the world out there and the ETs out there, uh, even more so than what we have here on Earth. And so we cannot make generalizations that fit them all. Absolutely mm-hmm. cannot. Mm. Kind of remind me, there's a, I don't know if this is related, we're talking about cannibalism, so to speak, but, or bizarre, or bizarre eating habits in general. Uh, I think it was in Connecticut that uh, uh, some people set up a webcam. They wanted to see, they had a dead deer in their yard or in their forest, and, and they wanted to see what well, come along and eat it. 
did and I don't know if you've seen this video, but they, they I have not. Okay, well the video shows they were expecting they actually had a couple critter critters come by. Then all of a sudden they had two naked witches come and start eating that deer raw in their in their forest. They got it on video. It was like we're living a really creepy world right now. And so Okay, can- also at the same time, we are gonna have to be on guard. Because now it's getting exposed the extent that we have developed artificial everything. And we have always, as long as we've had the computer, had people who've had a joy in creating things that aren't real. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. gotten so sophisticated at it that it's very, very difficult sometimes to sort out what's true and what's not. Yeah. yeah. A- you're, talking about, you're talking about AI. And, in fact, that just... Uh, yeah. And photoshopping, the two of them together, yeah. right? And, and, uh, and so it's like we no longer, we used to be able to trust our ears and trust mm-hmm. our eyes. That's not always the case right now. Yeah. The story you're telling me about the witches, mm-hmm. I would, um, that's a story I would not readily believe. I would I would have to really. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, it's out there. If anybody, anybody in the live chat. Oh, but watch- I, I don't doubt the video's out there. Yeah, I don't doubt that at all. Oh yeah, I'm let me let me well let me let me just throw this out here to the people watching the show. Has anybody seen that video? And do you think it's real? Just put that question out. We'll have we have the the audience here sort of sort of look at. It. But yeah, really really because uh, you know, even biblically the Bible says that if it were possible in the end times the very elect would be deceived. And so this blurring of the line between what is real and what is not real is 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 so much out there. They, there's pictures now of. Uh, like Trump kissing Fauci and DeSantis made one, uh, you know, he made one against Fauci and, or DeSantis and DeSantis made one. So they're, they're just making these AI, these AI things that look totally real. So people really have to look at that. All right. We got another question come in. It says, why have we never gone back to the moon, Mary? Um, one of the, the people that I read about in the books, uh, spy in the sky, um, worked for NASA. She worked in the photo department and she was involved with, uh, anyhow, she was connected. Mm -hmm. And she said that they were waved off uh, at that time from going to the moon um, because there are aliens on the backside of the moon. And I don't doubt that for a minute. Uh, When I was using Google Earth to kind of search the moon for myself, I really didn't expect to find anything for the simple reason that NASA's been covering those those photographs and stuff for years. And this uh, woman also um, said that they've been um, airbrushing out uh, things on the moon in photos for by the thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were waved off by the ETs. Um, it looks like we're gonna we're going back there now. So something has changed. I don't know what why. Mm. Well, I think it's it's more important that uh, people of like mind, freedom minded individuals, and people that want just simply want the truth, to sort of band together and um, uh, got to get away from the secular type of uh, media productions that we're we're shoved down our throats every day because the truth is harder and harder to find that we just talked about what is real and what is not real. But if we if we can get a lot of people. Uh, of like mind together sort of more groups type of thing then the information can be in there and then we could just say okay here's what's going on because this group has cooperated it uh, you know and on all this whereas you have the say the governmental institutions and media they're over here telling you a whole different story they're telling you that the the sky is green and yeah, you're supposed to believe it see here, here here's here's where we have to be careful again 
the people at the level of government that most of us know can't do these kind of things. They can't, you know, manipulate to the extent that we're talking about. There are those at the deepest levels who certainly can do things that aren't correct. Uh, but we can't, again, like with the ETs, we cannot lump everything as all the government is suspect. All the government is not suspect. Aspects of the government, uh, people within the government have made it so that these whistleblowers can now come forth and not lose their jobs. Those were governmental people that changed those rules. So let's not blow all the governmental people away because some mm -hmm. of them are really trying to do the right thing. <laughs> well, if you're asking me, I would say not many in that category. But, hey, there's millions of them, so there's a possibility more than a couple. But let's, ask, let's, let's, let's go down this. But you do know about that. You do know about that. That has just happened recently. And they, somebody has gone to great efforts and to change the thinking so that these whistleblowers can come forward. That is a step forward, and somebody in government did that. So mm -hmm. let's not just blow yeah. away all government. Right. And there's also another story uh, that uh, of another person who just came out who said that there is an ongoing race to reverse engineer crashed craft and get the technology off of them. And uh, this person who's pretty high up there in the military said that they have uh, they've had bodies uh, and I don't know if they are they're still alive or not. But they said that we've been getting that technology and we've been getting these craft for some time. And he's one of the kind of credible people. And he also is coming under the whistleblower act. So there's another one right there. But again, that should be bigger news than what it is. But it's muffled and it's it's covered under other bizarre stories that keep coming out. Uh, Mary, what did, what would it mean if the entire world says uh, uh, the whole infrastructure of government and media says, okay, they're here? W would that change anybody's life? Absolutely. Who knows how much it would change? Yes, it would. If everybody, if they came down here in a way that um, was undeniable, of course, it would change everything. Mm -hmm. Well, now me, I'm I'm hoping that we've got a lot more reverse engineered craft than our enemies do and then if we ever get in a war that we are going to we're going to use some of that reversed alien technology well, we've, been, we've been doing that for decades we have been oh, reverse we, that's that is nothing new that's mm -hmm. been going on for a long time mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. why it's getting harder and harder to tell which ufos are real and which are man-made mm -hmm. uh as a i think it, for example the the triangular ones um those are I'd be willing to bet large amounts of money. Those are all man-made. Mm. Um, on the website at one point, I have posted the diagrams and the photos going back a long time ago when they were first building some of the triangular ones. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're stealth craft, but they uh, look like they're UFOs, and they can do a lot of fancy flying. Okay, so I see in the live chat that this rotating moon has been questioned. Uh, as if the ro moon does not rotate. But, Mary, you see, in my world, my truth, the moon rotates. So everybody has their truth. My, in, my, in, my, in my truth, the moon does rotate. Just putting it out there. <laughs> if it rotates, it's rotating in sync with the Earth because the same side of the moon mm. is always facing Earth. Okay. All right. So we did get a response here. Uh, Q Maga says, I don't. Talk about the video that was released by the homeowners. Uh, says they looked like they were survivors living off the grid. 
Now, that is something that I have come across over time, particularly, say, like in the Appalachians. People say there's actually people that are out there that live and they've got, you know, the hair and they're unkempt and they're dirty, but they're living out there and maybe been out there for generations. Um, I think maybe one time you may even talk about the Cherokee little people. So are there people living in the forest that are, are like that, you think? It sounds like that might be Bigfoot. We do have Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. We ha- I'm here in Appalachia. I'm uh, here in uh, the mountains of Western North Carolina. And uh, in fact, I've done a whole book on Bigfoot. And, uh, you know, we've gotten the, the footprints and we've gotten the handprints and we've gotten all sorts of stuff. We've I've hiked into where their caves are. And mm-hmm. um, so hairy people in the woods, I, my first guess would be a Bigfoot. Mm. Uh, have you been to uh, Brown Mountain? Yes. Did you see anything when you were there? Yeah, some puny little lights. Now, what do you think is causing that? Let me just throw this out for information. Uh, okay. One of the people that um, uh, contacted us, he actually worked for social services, so kind of a straight mm-hmm. and narrow kind of guy. And he and either his wife or his girlfriend were uh, hiking in uh, the Linville Gorge, which is where the Brown Mountain Lights are. And they saw... Um, part of one of the mountains open up and then close. And when it closed, you it didn't look like it was there. I've gotten reports of that in the uh, area around uh, Mount Mitchell. Um, mm-hmm. out, out in uh, the area 51, there's mm-hmm. stories of um, things looking like it's just the side of a mountain, and then it'll open up. Wow. Well, you talk about, uh, talk about Bigfoot. Let me... Uh get over here and I can show you what I saw. I was at uh, Yellowstone and um, I was going through one of those mud or going by one of those mud pits. And uh, I saw this right here. Uh, this, I, I took a picture of it. This is a Bigfoot. Uh, looks like a juvenile um, footprint there that was in the mud. There's, there's one right there. And you clearly see the outline. It looks humatoid, humatoid. Uh, but uh, and then we have it. Uh, what, what are your estimates on the dimension of it? That's a better uh, shot right there. Yeah, uh, I'd say that about that. There was a about a foot to f- maybe thirteen inches, and that's why I kind of think it was more of a, a the juvenile. I that, understand. You're probably right. Yeah, the the big guys, uh, they're, they're 18, 20, 24 inches. Yeah. So you know, now that's that's hot mud right there, and uh, <laughs> in in that mud around that were pictures of animals, so animals go through there too. So last I checked, and when I took that picture, it was about 20 degrees. So, But the last time I checked that people run around the barefoot, because, you know, you can't run in those, but there are rangers all around there. So for that print has to be made, it would have to be probably made at night. That's a pretty good picture you got there and a good story yeah. to go with it. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't, uh, wasn't looking for it. I just looked down and there it was. So I, Isn't that the way life is? Yeah. And when you look for it, you don't see it. Now, I had another episode where it was at Glacier. And uh, I was stuck in the middle of a forest on a road. Uh, I was at a full stop, and in the forest, uh, clearly could be heard two Bigfoots talking to each other. And they have a distinct kind of language. It sounds almost Japanese, but yeah, that was pretty weird, too. So, yeah, it's like you say, if you go looking for it, you may never find it, but um, sometimes it just comes to you. That's right. Yeah. Right. One, one lady was driving on a road up here, and she it was a gravel road, just single lane. And uh, Bigfoot just ran across in front of her. And it's in an area where we already know they're active. There's a cave on the opposite side of the road. Of course, she didn't know about that. And it's way up on a on a ridge. 
And on the other side, there's water and there's also an apple tree. The Bigfoot loved the apples and they would come mm. down there and get the apples. And many mm. times, I mean, there's a regular path they would take and that's where we would uh, find the footprints. The ones we found there were always about 16 inches long. Mm. Um, they also speculate that where there's Bigfoot activity, there's UFO activity. Is there any correlation to that? Well, I have to keep open to that possibility for, for many different reasons. One is because um, the website Sky, uh, that I added is called skyshipsovercashers.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, we started that website because there were so many UFOs being seen over that mountaintop community. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also the area where we're seeing a lot of Bigfoot. So that would kind of support that idea. And then there's another man in another part of North Carolina, not as mountainous, and um, he has Bigfoot living in the forest where he lives. Whoa. And one night he heard them making a whole lot of noise, and he went out there with his camera mm-hmm. uh, to see what was going on. And the Bigfoot were along the tree line looking up at the sky, and there was a gold-colored UFO in the sky. He did get a picture of that, and mm-hmm. uh, m- many years ago I did uh, put that on the website. Wow. All right, we have this question here. Talk about the structures under the water. Could they have been built on dry land prior to the flood of Noah? Uh, They absolutely were probably on dry land at one point. So you think this this earth was originally inhabited by aliens and somehow humans came along? Um, Trying to figure out how to answer this question. There's, um, I think, uh, I think um, some of the lower hominids that were living on this planet have been genetically modified by ETs, and we very, you know, human beings may be a result of that also. Doesn't mm. fit in with biblical teachings, but mm. there's a lot of evidence mm. that it might be mm. true. Very dangerous territory, right there. Very dangerous. <laughs> that could, that could cause, cause a cataclysmic event happening on the edge broadcast. So, but there have been all over the world found underwater structures that seem to be built. And it didn't seem like it was, it was a few guys with ropes. It seems like these are giant structures with immense blocks of stone that would take a technology that doesn't currently exist. But couldn't it also be giants that's doing, doing like we would do a woodworking project. They do a, a monolith project. Absolutely. And that's why I mentioned that they found the giant skeleton in the middle of the Pacific in the Micronesian islands. And it's also where these giant, huge structures are. So, yeah. Mm. All right. So uh, let me just check with the uh, poll questions to see who, if, if our alien spe- attack species have changed. And because sometimes they change as we as we talk during the show, the questions, uh, you know, what people decide is true, or what they believe changes. And right now, it's still not. It's still not the reptilians. It's the Democrapians uh, attacking the world. That sounds like a self-inflicted wound there. Well, we talked about um, uh, the the fires that's enveloped uh, basically most of Canada or how big, how large that is. Now, that also has a side effect. Uh, I understand that 50% of the East Coast solar panels, are, they're only putting out 50% power now because of that. That's one side effect. The other side effect is, and even here in Indiana, I noticed that our temperatures are much lower. So they have a tendency to reduce temperature, which some people say that's what chemtrails were developed for, to to put chemicals in the sky to reflect the sun to lower the temperatures. These people are crazy. But 
I'm going, where I'm going with that is I had a guest on the program says that part of an alien takeover, they're from a world that is much cooler and the heat would bother them quite a bit. So they're trying to lower the temperature of the earth. Therefore, telling humans, you better make climate change agreements and you better stop fossil fuels and, and put stuff in the sky to lower temperatures so they can come and have a good time and have good weather from where they're at. What do you think about that? I have no comment on it because I've heard things like that. How in the world do you respond to it? How in the world do you <laughs> confirm or deny it? I, right. Just it, can, it, it, can, it can neither be right. confirmed nor denied. Now, there is also some, out, something out there, Mary, called Oregon. Have you heard about that? I really don't know much about it, no. Okay. Some claim that it affects reptilians. It it, it causes like a burn or their scales to pop off. I don't know which. I've never seen Are it. You, where are you getting some of this stuff? <laughs> well, <laughs> because I've had so, such a variety of guests on the program that I will get all of these things, and and they're sort of like all in here. Since Your two, head's going to pop. Since 2003, thousands of interviews. So you can imagine the variations. And I really kind of like it because I want to hear Is that why you wear the hat to keep your head on? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Owen Schroer of, uh, of uh, InfoWars said one time, he said uh, that I, I have this hat to keep the thought, the government thought rays from penetrating. But And I think I do. This is aluminum wrapped so they can't hear my thoughts because I do know quite a bit. I am a threat to the system, Mary. Okay. But have you have you are you a threat? Have you ever uh, been approached or I noticed uh, that they, they take down stuff that I post. For example, many of the things that have made it into the book. Uh, the first time, and I keep pictures of these things, so I have evidence of before and after. Mm -hmm. uh, there's been many things that I have posted, and within a day or two, it's been blurred, taken down. Uh, one of the most dramatic ones was a, a major entrance I found into Antarctica. Uh, it was about, um, oh, let's see, 100 feet high and 300 feet across, so any plane could fly into that. As soon as I posted that on the website, they began to blot it out, but they did it in steps. What? It was really weird. The first, I went back and looked at it, and the first thing they did was like they poured black ink all over the entrance so you could no longer see it. Well, then I backed up so I could see two entrances that I mm -hmm. knew about, that one and another okay. one. And so very briefly, one of them was briefly labeled Hollow Earth Entrance. The other one was Hollow Earth Entrance 2. Mm -hmm. That only stayed there for a little bit. Eventually, the whole area turned into what looks like a field of ice. Wow. And uh, there's been the things down in Antarctica when I found these cities. Um, most of those, they they get, they came in and blurred them out later. Hmm. Um, found like a, a contemporary city wall structure on Mars. And uh, not only what they did this time is they did it with photo strips. Um, and one photo strip just kind of went blurry. And the other mm -hmm. ones, like they took something from the gray moon and put it there. It didn't even match. Uh, another time I found two, and I know you have a picture of it because it went flying by at one time behind huh. you, uh, of two pyramids um, in the Bahamas. And um, right after I posted that, it's like somebody took a photographic strip and like a band-aid put it right on top of where those uh, uh, two pyramids were. I'm trying to find it. You say it went, it went flying by? What, what am I looking for? No, no I, I was talking about 
it'll be one of those it'll be blue and it's under the ocean and there are two triangle uh pyramids right next to each other okay let's see if we can pull that up here that's not it that's not it entrance one that's not it ice cap it's not it well boy i tell you what i can't seem to find it oh there's now we were talking about um the triangular uh ufos that are man-made yeah. there's the some of the drawings for it yeah so a lot of people say that the the triangular ones are man-made, so is, they're not capable of making the uh, conventional cigars, uh, uh, the the uh, cylindrical ones. If I do not know, uh, this is the only one that I can confirm that uh, human beings are making those. Hmm. Now you were assuming that they're they're making it with reversed technology from the aliens. Or are we that advanced uh, if we don't? Well, I think I think we've advanced some, but I, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, it's probably both. It would be my guess. Hmm. Okay. Um. I noticed that I asked if you were anything happened to you bizarrely in the video that I showed earlier of the people that were were stalked by these eight foot aliens in their backyard. They also said within a day there were black. SUVs driving around their house. Classic men in black type things. Government seems to know who sees what and they pick up on it and they always seem to send out teams. Uh, and so I was wondering if any team has ever showed up around your house. If they've had, they've been real secretive. The only interruption I've had is with the computer. Yeah, that's, that seems like an easy thing for them to do right there. By the I way, so. we do have this comment from 9lines420. says, Mary, very interesting pictures on your website. Thank you. Well, thanks for the thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, by, so, the way, yeah. by the way, that website, uh, just like the book, uh, I use lots of photos. I, I, mm -hmm. People don't like to read gray, boring stuff. And so um, I try to keep the articles short. I even boldface things that I think are important. And uh, uh, there's photos with almost everything I post. Mm -hmm. um, so any any other type of paranormal activity that's happening there in North Carolina? Let's see. We've got the UFOs. We've got the Bigfoot. Uh, you briefly mentioned the little people. When I wrote the book, and I probably was talking to you after I'd written that book, um, it's called uh, Cherokee Little People Were Real. Mm -hmm. And after I wrote that book, I decided I learned things and I thought I should have changed the title because there are still little people in these mountains, uh, not very many of them, and they're in remote areas. But what happened was the Cherokees, once they realized I wasn't going to laugh at them uh, about the little people stories, uh, they began to tell me um, some of the stories where there are still little people living here. And then... After I had done this book, which is a bunch of years ago now, mm -hmm. uh, finally got a, a, a blurry picture of one. And I'd gotten a call from friends of mine who live on a nearby mountain ridge. Mm -hmm. And they had been debating for some time if they were going to show me the web, um, the game cam picture that they got. Uh -huh. They live up at the top of a ridge with the one-way road, and they have a game cam by their entranceway. And... Um, some animal triggered the game cam and off in the distance, there's this little person off by a tree. Um, and later the uh, couple went out there to measure the height of this little creature based on a tree it had been standing in front of. 
And it was about three, three and a half feet tall, which is what I repeatedly hear all the time. Mm-hmm. But that's the first, you know, that was years after I wrote the book that uh, that kind of information began to come in. Hmm. All right. We have this question from Anonymous 1268 says, the underwater UFOs, do they have to do with the military or do the aliens have their own bases down there? The um, I've done stuff recently on the, the website about, um, in fact, it's probably still on the, the, the home page uh, about uh, military people who have reported um, the underground, the underground, the underwater UFOs. One of the outstanding ones was from a guy who actually has national security clearance. He was working on a, a U.S. submarine on uh, some project he couldn't talk about. And uh, a UFO went underwater traveling uh, greater than the speed of sound, which seems totally incomprehensible. Um, so I think those are those are alien. We do not have that capacity anywhere. Mm. Um, there have been a lot of reports of UFOs flying directly beside U.S. warships. They must know that they exist. Um, what do you think they're looking for? What, why Why are the aliens observing humans so much? You know, that almost becomes like one of those um, universal questions that could probably be asked and answered forever. Um uh, certainly they're keeping track of our technologies, so, you know, and what we're up to. There's no doubt about that. And there's quite a bit of uh, growing evidence that they have bases in the ocean. So if that's the case, they're going to be very aware of what we humans are doing mm-hmm. in our little submarines. Mm-hmm. All right. I have another video here. This is going to be a uh, purported Sasquatch video. Now, it's it, it, all the intel that I get over, over the years. It seems that they they uh, take trees and and they tear them down or they snap them. Uh, they build houses out of them. They or, or shelters type of thing. So let me play this here and get your opinion on it. Stand by. I pull myself out of the picture. Then I'll pull you out, and then I'll play this video here. You should be able to see it here. And let me get out of this here, and out of that there, and put this here. Okay, here it comes. All right, so there's supposedly a Sasquatch shaking a tree right there, and it's drone footage. Well, something's down there shaking those trees. I think one tree has even moved. Let's, let's let's watch a little bit more of it and see. Yeah, there it goes. Well, certainly he's not the wind. And that one tree looks like it's just moving through the forest. So what do you think about that, Mary? Did you see that? I did. I'm seeing it in a very, very, very small screen, so I can't totally tell you, but... Um, mm-hmm. that what you call a tree going through the forest is mm-hmm. pro- could very well be a Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. There are no for shaking the trees. Mm-hmm. And now, have you been in the forest, and have you ever had a rock thrown at you? Uh, probably, I'll tell you one experience. It doesn't exactly fit yours. Um, one of the mountain men who lives at the top of one of the mountain ridges, he mm-hmm. took me um, back to where he said he'd seen, UF, um, seen Bigfoot, and there was a very large cave back there. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a machete with him, not for protection, but we actually he actually had to do some cutting for us to get there. It was about a half mile from the road to the cave. 
And the cave was, well, the part that you're interested in is we weren't too far into the woods and we heard this sound that was sort of like a bird, but it really didn't sound quite like a bird. Mm -hmm. And then off in the direction we were going in, it was the same kind of sound as if there was an answer. And then everything went silent. And I, both of us felt like it was one Bigfoot warning other Bigfoot that two humans were headed in their direction. Mm-hmm. We did see two very large footprints on the incline uh, near where we first went into the woods. And that's something else that uh, I've heard purported that they have sort of like spotters uh, for like they'll they'll go ahead and then a family group will come through and they're, they're sort of like spotters to see if anybody's on the trail or any kind of thing. Um, there is... Uh, people out there that say that people are actually abducted from the forest by Bigfoot and then taken into portals to some other place. And that goes to the cannibalism part, or maybe it's just a regular abduction part. I don't think anybody's ever been taken and came back, but there's a whole lot of people that's missing from, from national forest. Do you think that Bigfoot's have any part of that? If, if I had to choose between uh, nasty aliens and Bigfoot, I would choose the nasty aliens for doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> I, I, I do. Uh, in fact, I've seen um, and actually written an, an awful lot about uh, the gentle side of the Bigfoot. They have families. They have language. They, um, they're more human than, in their behavior than many people might think. Mm. But now this this idea that they're connected to, to UFOs, the only way I can think about it is perhaps, say, you have some nasty reptilian. Uh, he's got he's got health problems or whatever, but he, he gets a pet. He picks up a pet on another planet, like a Bigfoot. And so they're like their pet. And so they they can't really walk them on the ship. So they take them to a forest and basically let them run around for a while like your pet, and then grab them back, back up in a spaceship. Does that make any, any kind of sense there? Well, it makes, it makes a great story. I can tell you that the Bigfoot that uh, we've been aware of, you know, in the Cashers area, uh, they just live there all the time. Mm-hmm. Now, what so do you... They're not, they're not being dropped in for a walk. Oh, okay. They live, they live in the cave. They have a regular path that they take to get the apples and get to the water. Uh, mm-hmm. So they would not fall into that category. And I, are you a writer? I'm, do you write fiction? Science fiction? <laughs> no, no, but I could. <laughs> yeah, I know. Should I write a book, Mary? Yeah, why not? <laughs> well, you've heard some of the things that I would put in that book. I, I could say some of the stories that I've heard over the years. I guess that would work. I do have my own uh, personal stories, too. I had a rock thrown at me um, uh, and laying between and, the legs. And he didn't hit you, did he? No. And they never do. They Those never stories, do. They're highly they accurate. They're, they're, they're trying simply to make you go away. They're trying to scare you away. And anybody who's had an encounter like that, they've never been hit by the rock. I'll tell you what, Mary, if, if I write a book, will you write the foreword? I don't know. It depends on what you come up with. I would never say yes to you off the top <laughs> of my head. You're too full of mischief. <laughs> oh, you got me. You got my number, Mary. Man, I thought I had you bamboozled. But no, uh, so yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of happenings out there. and But this also goes into the supernatural. Let's go over there for a second. Now, that's not your forte, I'm sure, but... Uh, well, you don't know. It just well, may not be... Okay, well, supernatural, I mean, so where there seems to be Bigfoot activity, there also seems to be ghost activity. It seems that people lose power in their cameras and their phones. There's power drains going on, and then there's orbs flying around. I mean, how much stuff is going to, is going going on out there? 
What kind of world do we live in? Is it is it a completely supernatural world? Is that what is that what the deal is? There's an awful lot of stuff going on here. That's for sure. That's so, for sure. So, and by the way, yeah. um, there are many people who believe that w- once you die, that your body is uh, you no longer have the body, obviously, but you are still you. The soul still exists, and that it. Um, is often in a in an orb form, a, an energy orb type of thing. Mm. Uh, there's a photo, uh, actually a series of photos that we did seriously many many years ago, and it was at a group meditation um, in some other part of the world, but the camera was running the whole time. Mm-hmm. And the 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 more the people got quiet, the more the they prayed, the more they uh, you know. I get, that's all I need to say. The more they got mm-hmm. that way, mm-hmm. the more these orbs came in. And it was like the 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 energy orbs, which could very well be uh, the souls of people who are no longer in a body form, were mm-hmm. showing up. Hmm. So, and, and that does make some sort of sense. Other people have said that orbs seem to be controlled, like something else. We, is- we, ha- we have orbs. Or, the term orb is used in many, many different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a little hard. It's it, we get into the mucky area so easily. I mean, technically, an orb is anything that's round, and mm-hmm. so you can have um, energy coming uh, off of volcanoes that will be like in an orb form. Mm-hmm. That's okay. totally okay. different than a soul. Mm. So again, we can't just bunch everything together. We get mm. in trouble when we do that. We need to, we need to... we have to stretch our minds, right. and we have to be able to comprehend. Mm-hmm. multiple concepts at the same time. Hmm. I got to work on that. I can't, yeah, I, because we can't get pigeonholed. I mean, there's too much of this pigeonholding thing and, and you never grow if you don't open up and, mm. uh, and allow yourself to learn more. I believe that God, the creator wanted us to grow, wanted us to push and learn and keep expanding. Mm. I don't think he mm-hmm. met us to meant for us to to stay locked in the past okay so so would you say someone of a of a a christian belief system that they should should not necessarily fear looking into these matters absolutely not Mm -hmm. now i will tell you this and uh I'm, i'm actually a preacher's kid now with that said i have to say it was a very liberal uh background that my dad came from hmm uh so, uh, you know, I would not fit into the category of being a fundamentalist, but I definitely believe in God. And um, um, uh, I, I believe he's a God that wants us to grow and expand and become mm-hmm. uh, the best that we can become. So so did God create the aliens? Maybe he did. Did God create the devil? Don't I don't. Uh, there's evil. There's evil. And evil is something that I think that we choose. <clears throat> And we choose to be selfish. We choose to be greedy. And the more we're that way, the more the negativity comes, Is the more we create negativity. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I believe in a devil with horns out to get us all the time? Mm-hmm. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. But do I believe there's evil in the world? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. So in, in the movie, Failure to Launch, it's an older movie with uh, 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 Sarah, Sarah is a comedy. Sarah Parker's in there, and Matthew McConaughey's in there. Well, in in that in that movie, Matthew McConaughey's character gets attacked four times by four different creatures: a squirrel, a dolphin, some other two other things. He gets attacked, 
And the reason he gets attacked is because nature is rebelling against him, and, and he's, his, he's out of sync with nature. Okay, and they're, they're trying to tell him that he's out of sync, so they're going to attack him. Do people who have a more kind, open spirit see these type of things, and the, those that don't say, I don't ever see nothing. Nothing ever happened. I never see nothing supernatural. Is that because nature is blocking and will not allow them to see what's really out there? I think it's usually a limitation on the part of each human being. And uh, the more you become, the more you pay attention to the things around you, the more you're going to see and the more you're going to be aware. Most of the people today are walking around with a phone in front of them like this. Most of them never look up at the sky. They're never going to see a UFO because they're doing like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, we, we, if we grow, it's up to us. Hmm. And you don't grow looking down at your feet all the time. Well, now, see, that's an interesting point there because uh, the other day I'm mowing my yard and my phone was on top of my tractor and it fell off and I mowed it. <laughs> and so I picked up the pieces, I put it in a bag, and I took it to Verizon and I said, Can I get a trade in on this phone? <laughs> I dumped it out on the table. Well, the moral of the story is they said, no, there's something wrong with you for even asking that question. But two, I got a new Galaxy S23 Ultra, and now I can take a picture of the moon for the first time. It's the only phone I've ever had that actually can zoom in on the moon and have a moon rather than just a blur of light. So now I have a new, I have a new phone. I'm going to have to go out and try that. So so I I am going to be watching. Okay, in fact here here here's this here's this bad boy right here. Look at look at him. Uh, it's, I don't know how many more cameras you can have on there, but it's the only one with uh, 100 zoom on it. And I, so now, now I can see the moon. So if something's happening up there, I'm going to catch it. I couldn't before, but now I can't. Right. All right. The only thing that I've been able to find on the side of the moon facing us was I found a white pyramid. I was shocked that I found anything. Most of the good stuff that you hear about is happening on the backside of the moon. So no matter how great your camera is, you're probably not going to get it in my book. I have the coordinates for the location of that um, um, pyramid. Maybe your camera can pick up on that one. I'll try. It's a possibility. And then where, where would I see this? Well, if if the port, you wouldn't be able to use coordinates with your camera to find it. But if you look at the picture I have in my book of it, uh, you can find the uh, markings on the moon where it's located. Mm-hmm. And so you could start zeroing in and in that section and see if you have any luck i have no idea if you will mm, well i'll certainly give it a go but i do know it's there okay well somebody's got got to look at it uh but but anyway you have to be looking but the other thing is i noticed back to that earlier video in the first hour the guy said they had video but their cameras quit during the part that happens all the time. It, uh, UFOs, it, it does. UFOs will fly over cars, and the cars will just stop running. Mm-hmm. That I've been hearing that story for years. a long time. And what about missing time? How do you think that missing time is created? They they have technology that we just don't have, and um, they're able to, um, I think, wipe out our memory or. Uh, keep us from remembering what happened during a certain period of time. Mm-hmm. How they do it is beyond what I would be able so, to. So, Mary, is it possible that many more people have seen UFOs, but they're, they've been memory wiped? Possibly. Possibly. Hmm. Now, how will we know? Well, some things we'll never know. Hmm. So, so 
how, how, how do you personally take this research that you do? Is it uh, something that you really enjoy to do? Is it, is it a hobby? Is it a business? I mean, what is it? Both? It's not a business. This is not a moneymaker for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm old enough that I don't have to report into duty to work every day. So I uh, have um, the freedom to do some things that, you know, I might not have what, been able what, to do. Why does, well, okay. okay, granted. Okay. Why does it interest you? Because I get bored with the same old stuff. And so mm-hmm. I'm constantly looking for things that are new. Mm. Okay. Now give me an example of the same old stuff. I'm doing a psych evaluation on you. Is what I'm doing. Go ahead. I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. I mean, the, the, <laughs> the stuff you turn on TV and you see it and you've seen it a zillion times. You open a book and you've read that storyline yeah. a zillion times. I mean, that's boring. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm always looking for things that are kind of on the edge of something new. Mm. All righty. Okay. It's not limited. It's not limited to this to this stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it can be uh, many many things. Mm-hmm. Do you have a garden? Just don't just don't let me get bored. No, I don't. Why now? Why don't you have a garden? Um, probably because it's just because I usually I can answer that two ways. As a younger person, I was just much too active. As an older person, I was exposed to. Uh, chemicals that uh, uh, caused me to have uh, rheumatoid arthritis. So my knees are not going to let me get down and do gardening. Oh, it's sad. But well, well, which... chemicals really can do a number on you. And uh, many, many people who have rheumatoid arthritis have been exposed to some kind of chemical. Mm. And, uh, well, I guess where I'm going with that is we had a guest on here not too long ago that said that an alien had abducted him and healed him. I... Actually, I have a story from a pastor uh, that had that experience, an alien, uh, not a creepy reptilian, but an alien that looks more like a spirit master appeared at the Mm -hmm. foot of his bed, and he he was healed. He had a major, major thing that the doctor was afraid he would die from, and uh, that's coming from a a pastor. And a pastor Mm -hmm. shared that? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, sounds like that's my kind of pastor right there, for one, but Mm -hmm. so... So it it is then in your estimation that God could use an alien to heal people? Who's to say God hasn't created, let's put it this way, Earth is this little teeny tiny dot. Mm -hmm. And the more you see of these pictures from the the, um, Webb telescope and the Hubble and all those, Mm -hmm. and you see the vastness of the universe, we limit God to our own puny little minds. God is way beyond anything that we can comprehend. We're like a little ant at the toe of God. That little ant can't begin to understand what it's just run into. It absolutely cannot understand the thoughts that are going on in the mind of the person whose toe it just ran into. Mm-hmm. And we are like little ants at the toe of God. And Ooh. God is way beyond this earth. God is doing creation at so many levels way beyond earth mm. so let's not just throw everything away that's out beyond our uh, solar system okay well i'll tell you what so you mentioned planet size and we have also mentioned um uh universe size and alien size i got a movie to give some context to that conversation of planet size so stand by let me roll this thing here real quick i'll roll it this is, this has to do with planets so stand by and i'll take myself out of the picture and i'll take you out of the picture and put this in. So this here is planet size. Let's let's roll it here. All right, there's the moon right there. Mercury, of course. 
So if we're talking about how big is the universe and how many variations of things there could be out there. For one, if you look at the size of the planet, there's Venus. Earth, you are here. Ooh, major jump to Neptune. Saturn's looking pretty big too. But And there's Jupiter. It can't get any bigger, can it? And those UFOs that are being seen around the sun are bigger than Jupiter. <clears throat> and that's something, too, because if they have the technology to go from zero to 4,000 miles per hour in a, in a split second, they certainly have the power, uh, the shield, to just orbit the sun and, and get get the power out of it. Uh, Charles Hall, who was the man who was stationed with the military out in Area 51, um, he worked face-to-face with the uh, tall white aliens and the the U.S. military was working with them. The U.S. military uh, allows them to have land there where they can keep their facilities and he said there were like tour buses, UFOs, but tour buses that would come in from the planet where these white tall whites originate and they would come and stay for like two weeks mm-hmm. and just to see what Earth is like and to see some humans, mm-hmm. and then they will go on. So there's some there's some giant cruise ships out there um, going through our universe. If there's an alien that landed near you, would you invite them in? I will trust totally on my gut feeling. If I I, I trust that God will protect me, and if He says run like the Dickens, then I'm going to run like the Dickens. And if it feels right, then I will do my best to be brave enough to interact with them. Now, in your research, Mary Joyce, recently, and maybe not so recently, but has something really startled you when you're when you were researching something and you have like an aha moment? You can't believe it yourself. And could you describe that moment if you remember it? Yeah, there's been several. Uh, when I began to make those discoveries on Mars, my God, I could not believe it. I could not believe I found a UFO sitting on there. I could not believe that these structures were lined up. I mean, that was a a real mind blower for me. It was a real mind blower to find these ancient cities showing up out of uh, Antarctica. It was a mind blower to find that giant airport um, off the coast of Baja. Uh, Each one of those has been an oh, my gosh moment. Hmm. Um, do you think that the the aliens uh, ha- have told humans, all the governments of humans, that they must move this planet in a certain direction, politically or whatever else way? Because it does seem like the countries of the world seem to be acting in unison in certain areas as if something's coordinated. Do you think it's possible that the aliens have told humans this your act and this area needs to get together or we're not going to give you any information or we may destroy you for that matter? Well, I don't know where to jump in on that question. Um, yes, I think the ETs are being involved. I mean, for example, uh, Werner von Braun said that they got their knowledge about UFOs uh, and they were actually able to build some uh, because they were getting information from ETs from the planet uh, Aldebaran. Um, mm-hmm. We have every reason. I mean, they had UFOs back in World War II. And one of the things that he said was that um, uh, the UFOs that flew over Washington, D.C. in 1952 mm-hmm. um, were actually from the Nazis that were the ones they had created those ships. Those were not aliens. Hmm. That's, 
that's coming from pretty high up. That's interesting about the Nazis. They always seem to come up, even still today, when we talk about aliens. Some people said that they went to Antarctica and they went underneath there and they have super science down there now. Do you see a time when they're going to come out and try to re retake over the world? Uh, we have an awful lot of Nazis in this country right now. What do you think? <laughs> Touche. I like that. See, you got you got a little you got a little feisty to you. See, I just I just got to work to get it out of there. But no, they're out there and uh, they're they're roam they're roaming free in this country. That's that's the problem right there. Mm-hmm. Sounds like we yep. need to arrest them. So what's the what is the latest? The latest of the latest, Mary Joyce. What did you discover? Just the latest of the latest. Well, this is going to sound kind of boring, but um, one of the things I'm going to post uh, this next week at the end of next week is a story about uh, a theory that people have had for a long time. And the most common theory is that humankind originated out of Africa. Okay. um, The people who, two of the people, professors with PhDs, who wrote um, a stellar uh, article about that, and I think it was a Scientific American magazine mm-hmm. back in 1992, and they went along with this. They created this theory out of Africa. All right. They have done something that very few people in those kind of positions ever do. They reversed their position, and they based wow. it on increasing DNA information, and they have concluded that um, uh, the first humans were uh, in Australia. Hmm. Well, that is that is a change of, of a note there. Yeah, like I said, you, you get bored if you keep doing the same thing all the time. What is I what is I've been hearing lately though that uh, the continents of the Earth, uh, their shape mirrors different things on the Moon. Have you heard that? No, I haven't. I, okay. I, well, we certainly have we certainly have Sedona. I mean, that thing. There are pyramids that seem to match the the, the plateau of Giza over there. So, and there are things on, and there, and there are structures on Mars that mirror that? Mm, I have not personally found uh, a pyramid on Mars. Mm-hmm. Certainly I found it in the ocean and, of course, all around our, our, our country. It, is, is the design of a pyramid extraterrestrial in origin? It could very well be because they go way, way back in time. And, and the fact that one on the moon, we humans didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Now, it's interesting, too, I mentioned Pyramid because when I was talking about the second military man that just recently was a whistleblower, he said the UFO, when it came down over the hill, or I uh, know the other guy, uh, no, it was that one, the ones that come down over the hill, they said the shape of the craft was a pyramid. And I haven't never heard, I've seen, you know, triangular, round, cigar-shaped, weirdo shapes, but being an actual triangle, how's that thing even fly? Like a pyramid. Well, there's also there's also cube shaped UFOs. You don't see them right. very often. And I look at that. There's nothing aerodynamic uh, aerodynamic about that at all. Right. A cube, you know, flying around. That just mm-hmm. seems like a bad design. But that seems to be real. So well, maybe, I guess. <laughs> maybe we maybe we can maybe we can help help them with the design. They got some problems there. But wasn't there a, a, like a Star Trek? Evil generation, something didn't they always have this cube kind of thing sitting out in space, the Borg mm-hmm. riding yeah. around. Yes, absolutely. So, is that was that Hollywood telling us they exist? Um, what's the author of that again? Um, can't think of his name. Anyhow, Rod- he Roddenberry. Used to, yes, Roddenberry used to meet with 
uh, a group of people. They were scientists and and curious people uh, with, well, I say mostly scientists from around the world that would meet with this uh, psychic who apparently was quite good. And uh, she apparently tapped into um, something called the nine. And they, um, many of the ideas that he had in his uh, uh, creations were from those sessions, hmm. including the Borg. Hmm. See, they're just kind of letting us know. It's kind of a slow rollout. They seem like they always do it like that. When we rejoice, we're right at the end of the broadcast. Tell us about your website again and the book and anything else you want to. You go right ahead. Okay, you've got the book up there. It's Spy in the Sky. The whole long title is Spy in the Sky, uh, Secrets and Cover-Ups on Earth and Beyond. And uh, that's the most recent thing that I've done. Uh, again, it's a picture book. It has the coordinates in it so other people can use Google Earth and find these things for themselves. That way you know it's not Photoshopped. And uh, uh, if you go to the website, which is skyshipsovercashers.com, go to Editor's Corner. And there's a listing in there which describes all five books that I have in print right now. Okay. They're all available on Amazon. Okay. Well, Mary Joyce, thank you so much for coming back on the program. Uh, can we have you back on again sometime? And I, I can guarantee you I'll be full of mischief some more. Uh, I don't know if that's a way to intrigue me or not. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'll, I'll be I'll be brilliant and 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 all that. How about that? Uh, we'll go for it. Okay. You take care of yourself. It was nice talking to you. All right. You betcha. Bye bye. Uh huh. Bye bye.